Jewel Radio presents What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Women positive news you can use. Hello, I'm Kate Wheeler here with Christine Bentley, and you are listening to What She Said. It's brought to you by Roar Publishing, from concept to content. It is easy to get caught up in the vortex of work or running your business, so much so that you end up taking care of everything and everyone else but yourself. We are going to be talking to Mimi Louie, who launched her own online platform called Keeping It Real Fit, which provides online fitness and nutrition coaching for busy women like you and me. And we're also going to be joined by the ever-so-handsome Tacito Garcia, who is a Canadian-based award-winning action film actor and director. He was born in Madrid, Spain, and he's going to tell us about the move to Toronto and how he made the literal jump from athlete to actor. Hmm. Now, after working in publicity and marketing at Much Music, Alliance Films, and CBC TV, Jen McNeely founded SheDoesTheCity.com in 2007. And since then, it has become a powerhouse website with more than 30 contributors who share stories directed at telling the female story. And she is going to tell us about her story and what it was like starting a blog before today's age of social media. And that's later on in the show. 23-year-old St. Catherine's born author Landon Wakehill will also be here. He's just published his first novel called Someplace Better Than Here, which originally began as a series of chapters that he uploaded onto the website Wattpad. Now it's a published hardcover and he's going to tell us how it all happened and his musical inspiration behind this book. And of course, musicologist Eric Alper will be taking a look at some of the youngest and oldest musicians to hit the top of the charts, as well as singing us out in our live studio sessions. Tonight is Toronto pop artist Rovina with her inspirational new song called Fearless. And a big thank you to San Pellegrino, our What She Said water sponsor, uh, who are keeping us and all our great guests uh, hydrated. We're not thirsty. No, we're (laughs) We're not. We're not Never will be again. No, it's it's good water. It comes in glass, all, 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 all recyclable. Yes, absolutely. Uh, well, we are going to take a short break, but be sure to check out whatshesaidtalk.com where you will find all of our social media links and you can listen to our podcast right there. Or, of course, you can have it download automatically uh, through Apple, iTunes, whatever it's called this week. I don't know. It keeps changing, right? And if you didn't hear us last night then maybe you want to check our website for the winners of the Ross Petty. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, The winners of the tickets, family four-packs, have been announced to A Christmas Carol with a Scrooge Loose. He always comes up with the best title. I know. (laughs) So we have eight winners who've each Mm -hmm. won four tickets. tickets. So if you didn't get it or didn't hear it, didn't hear your name or don't know, then check it out just to be sure. This is what she said, and we are going to be right back with a fabulous show. Do you remember when you first fell in love with reading? Well, you weren't really reading, were you? No, your passion for books began quite another way. It was listening, wasn't it, to a story. Yes, your love of reading really got started when you were being read to. 
Kobo introduces audiobooks for the free Kobo app with a beautifully designed, easy to use player, one home for all your audiobooks and ebooks. Book lovers can listen to their heart's content for as little as $12.99 per month with subscription, and with a 30 day free trial, you get your first audiobook free. Sign up now at Kobo.com. Inception 10 years ago, SheDoesTheCity.com has become a powerhouse website with more than 30 contributors who share stories directed at telling the female story. Joining us now is the founder and editor-in-chief, Jen McNeely. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you so much. So you've lived in Toronto your entire life, mm-hmm. worked in publicity and marketing at, let me see, Much Music, Alliance Films, CBC Television. Tell us why you wanted to start She Does the City. Oh, wow. Well, there's a, there was a variety of reasons at the time. Uh, I think, you know, at that point in time, Facebook had just started becoming, uh, you know, mainstream. And um, the internet was at such a different, it was in such a different space than it, what it is today. So back then, when I was at CBC, there was all sorts of buzz about how ad dollars were shifting to the internet. And um, so it was definitely a new area that had a lot of hype at that time. And I was interested in exploring it. Uh, and I And I felt that in Canada, there was a lack of media um, in 2007 for women that felt authentic and real and the way, you know, was presented in a way that um, resonated the same way that you speak with your girlfriends. Mm -hmm. So I wanted something that was um, real talk and uh, provocative and wasn't too sweetened or softened. Mm. So how did you initiate your idea? Because I'm sure you had a lot of naysayers who said, giving up a full-time gig for this? Yeah, definitely. And like, <laughs> I mean, CBC was a, I mean, it's, it was cushy, right? So yeah. it, it's it's a risk. Um, I had a bunch of uh, um, groups at my house. Like I would invite people over, focus groups, and talked about what people wanted to see online, what they felt was missing in Toronto media. Um, I um, I don't know, like I guess I just didn't pay attention to the naysayers. And the naysayers were more about like, how are you going to pay your bills? It wasn't, it wasn't about the business per se, the idea. It was more just about taking the risk of yeah. being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, I think at that time, you know, there was so much belief that media was shifting to the internet, that it was this sort of full of possibility space. And I mean, it still is. But I think one thing that I learned very quickly was how difficult it was to thrive in that online Mm -hmm. space. Um, It's definitely not easy. And uh, one of the strongest things we have is our longevity now. (laughs) <laughs> because the competition is huge, right? And you're, when you're online, you're competing not only with people in your city, in your country, but the world. Mm. Well, it's interesting. I mean, your whole premise is interesting because you've said a couple of things that just had me tweaking. Because when we, our television careers ended because we were no longer suitable for television, we started listening around to, to say like, well, what's going on on radio? And there were not enough, there were no shows aimed specifically at women over 
you know, 30, 35. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of male chest thumping talk radio, which mm-hmm. is all well and good. But but when we started that, and now you're talking about there was a lack of, you know, women-focused things then, and the web was new, everything. But do you think it's changed that much? I definitely do online. I think that the spaces online for women sharing personal stories of overcoming challenges, being really honest about um, things that are happening in their life is is uh, everywhere, you know, and, and in the States we have Jezebel, we have so many different online, like online spaces dedicated to that. Okay, but, but on that point then, yeah. let's, let's twist it again, because then how do you cut through the noise? Well, I that's been something that has always been a struggle because it is difficult to find your place and and carve out your own niche. Uh, so for She Does the City, the strongest thing that we have is that we are anchored in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And so when I talk to readers, what they love about it is that, you know, it's in their city. It's the it's the women that share their space and it's a space for Toronto women. Um, and when you're looking at all the other um, things that people share on their feeds from a gazillion different online publications, uh, Thought Catalog, Refinery29, uh, um, Bustle, like all the stuff from the from all over the world, um, there's that lack of connection, I suppose, mm-hmm. um, that grounds it in their own city. And we don't just tell stories about our lives. We also share about interesting culture that's happening in Toronto, um, ways that you can fill your time, your schedule with um, thought-provoking events and uh, talks and workshops and films and concerts and all that kind of thing. So um, I guess that's what we are, what makes us our own thing different from... So what kind of events do you do? Well, in terms of um, what we share, mm-hmm. it's like everything from, you know, what what uh, all our major cultural organizations are putting on. So exhibitions at the AGO. Um, right now we posted about a Home Alone screening that, t- that the TSO is accompanying um, for Christmas. Uh, d- dance shows, uh, smaller collectives that are putting on uh, feminist talks or work creative workshops in different neighborhoods in Toronto. Um, all the stuff that TIFF does where the programming is specifically, we think, relevant to our audience. Um, you name it, just like whatever <laughs> whatever, whatever appeals. Um, we definitely highlight a lot of stuff that is by women creatives. So whether it's, uh, you know, uh, making a film or putting on an art show, um, that's definitely some, a priority for us. Well, you've talked about challenges. So how is the site doing today? And what would you say was your biggest surprise in in building it? Mm, That's a really good question. Uh, Biggest surprise. Gee, I don't know how to answer that one right off the spot. But I guess like, I guess just how long it takes for a business to grow. Um, What was the other side? What was the other part of that question? Well, just that, that, how is the site doing today? Oh, the site's doing really well. Yeah, we've, um, I guess when we started, it was like a core group of friends and we were really hyper-targeted around uh, 20-somethings in West End Toronto. And as the site matured, we really blew out our audience. And now, you know, I'm a mother, so 
I was a little bit hesitant at first to introduce issues about motherhood on the site, but, you know, that became something that we talked about. Uh, now we have, like, we share about kids' events in Toronto. Um, we, our audience has stretched from being uh, 20-somethings to 20-somethings to women in their 50s. You know, it's, we've widened our, our reach and, um yeah, and the site's doing really well. Like we we are thriving, but it's never a not a hustle. Mm-hmm. Well, we know we agree. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> well, maybe that maybe that's the surprise that it was never that it was not going to be smooth. Okay, now I'm here. Now let's just sail smoothly. <laughs> yeah, like I guess I mean the wonderful surprise is that just how many amazing women I've been connected to in the duration that I've been doing this, mm-hmm. and how I feel like the site has almost become like I I feel like I almost have this sort of secret key to the city where you know if events are happening that are relevant to our audience it's like we get to we get a peek inside we get like a, a way we get to um, explore anything that um, that we're curious about and it and it's provided um, a space where women can come and whatever their passions or interests may be they're allowed to kind of flush that out and use the site as a way to open doors and find out more. So what advice would you have to other entrepreneurs that want to, want to get started? Well, I remember when, when I started, somebody said to me, you are going to have to do this every single day of your life. And I was like, what? It's like, you don't even get like a break on the weekend. And uh, it's true. And I, it doesn't mean that I'm there at my desk, you know, on Saturdays mm-hmm. and Sundays or, or late in the evening. But it does mean that my brain is ticking about what, this, you know, what we're doing, what, what our content is, what stories we're sharing all the time around the clock. Um, and I would also say if you're not passionate about it, like, you know, stop. But I, <laughs> I luckily have been very passionate about it. And at this point in the game, I feel like I am l- linked to the website in such a way that it is just a part of who I am. And even if I tried to stop doing it, I wouldn't be able to. Amazing. Well, tell everybody what the website is, just to make sure we've got it there officially. So she does the city.com. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Thank and you. And telling us all about it. And, and good luck. Keep going. Thanks very much. This is what she said, and we'll be right back. Everyone needs an edge to compete. At the Chang School of Continuing Education at Ryerson University, our courses and programs will equip you with skills that are in demand in today's workplace. Enroll now at the Chang School at Ryerson University, where ambition meets professionalism. Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Center is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com TC or call 416-340-7270. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. 
trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit KearnsandCo.com. What She Said is more than women-positive news. First, it's a radio show on the Jewel Network with a dedicated and growing audience of affluent men and women aged 35-plus. But What She Said is also a digital platform with thousands of followers, the ideal target market for your brand. What She Said features companies and trendsetters, those on the leading edge of fashion, business, lifestyle, entertainment, travel, technology, and finance. Get your brand on What She Said and get results. Go to WhatSheSaidTalk.com. Back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. Well, remember when you're rich that you sold yourself for this. You'll be famous because you're dead. So don't go higher for desire. Joining us now is Canadian-based, award-winning action film actor and director, Tazito Garcia, who also goes by the name Taz. Welcome to What She Said. Hello, hello. Hello. You were born in Madrid, Spain, have played professional soccer and tennis, earned your black belt in the 90s, even competed in combat sports. So how does that work? How do you jump from being a super athlete to an actor? Um, you know, it's really, really simple when you look at... Is it? it it's, it, it, you know, everyone can do that. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's just dedication, lots and lots of dedication. And the arts are very similar. You're, um, you know, you're a performer when you're at that level. Uh, you have an audience, you have fans, uh, you have competition. You got to be tip-top shape, best of the best, uh, or someone else replaces you. And that's exactly how the biz or the entertainment industry is. So tell us about some of the work you've acted in. Ooh, uh, recently we've had Shadowhunters, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a really cool show. Uh, They're going to be starting season three uh, next year. And uh, before that, we had Lost in the Pacific, which was a really cool project, too, that took me to uh, Malaysia. And uh, surprise, surprise, Marco Polo is being filmed right across from us. Um, so it's, it's, it's really amazing. Some of the, you know, some of the, the, the experiences and the people and the culture and everything you get to see, uh, through, you know, being involved in this industry. But you've also directed. Correct. So why did you not just want to be an action star, but go behind the camera as a director? You know, I, I, I feel like now you got to be a multitasker. You got to, mm-hmm. you got to be That's able true. to create your own work when it's slow. Um, you know, there's there's times when you just sit and you're like, okay, you know what, I'm waiting for the phone to ring. My agent's going to call me up. Nope, not yet. Okay, maybe now. <laughs> and uh, sometimes it gets really slow. And if you're really hungry, you got to, you know, grab those reins and you got to control it yourself and create your own work. And it puts you on a completely different platform. You know, people look at you as, ooh, okay, so you're not just taking directions. You know, let's try that again. Let's let's do a little slower, now a little faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, you actually start learning to make the calls and appreciate the art from the other side of the camera. And um, in return, it makes you a better actor. Hmm, interesting. So, so you have an agent now. You said you acted on your own for what, the first 10 years of your Yeah, the career? very first 10 years. It, you know, I had an agent actually... At the, at the beginning of the 10 years and then afterwards, they were, I understand how it is. You know, I, again, I played sports, so I, I know how it is. When you have the noob, 
the new person that comes on board and they're like, I want to play too. I want to be the starting lineup. And uh, you have the coach. They're like, well, these guys have a chemistry that they've built for the last 10, 15 years. And you got to earn that position and you got to understand the chemistry, how they work together. So it's no different. An mm-hmm. agent is exactly like that, like that coach. And they, they're like, you know what? Your time will come. We know if we send five working people that we've sent out for the last 10 years, we guarantee they're going to book work. We don't trust you just yet. We're not saying you won't, but it's a gamble. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, it's, a, it's a really vicious waiting cycle. Mm. And I was a lot hungrier than that. And I said, you know what? Thank you, guys. I need to go out there and hunt myself. That's exactly what I did. So tell us what the average day for... An action star is because I've read articles about even what performers, people like Britney Spears, who do dance numbers and sing, what they go through. I mean, the workouts are like five, six hours a day. So what do you what what's your day look like? Uh, You know. I just sit, I sit around and do nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Okay. Okay, well, I'm going to do that. Too. It's the best. There's an app for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's really how much work you put in that people don't really realize. They think you have it easier. You know, it's, it's, it's really the amount of um, discipline that, that gets you out of bed early. You, you put in the work, especially if you're going to have a long day, 16 hours, 18 hours at times. You got to find a way to fit a workout in there. Uh, prep your meals if if you're into the whole meal prep thing. Um, you know, sometimes you'll get a double workout. Sometimes you'll get one nice long workout too. And then there's the stretching. If you do martial arts, all that stuff. Ah, it's so you're there for how long filming and how long are you working out? You know, I've been on set for uh, a minimum of. Eight hours and a maximum of thirty-two hours. Mm-hmm. Well, in twenty-four. Uh, well, well, well. That was no. Well, it was a day and a half because we had to cross over to a different set. So I was working two sets at that point. Well, how many hours of the, of a twenty-four hour day then do you work out? Um, you know what? I you, there comes a point where you're not even counting anymore. You get up and you're like, wait a minute, where am I? <laughs> yeah. What year are we in? <laughs> well, but I mean, you, you've worked and learned from the best, including a stunt action and even Jackie Chan's stunt team. Yes. That must have been like, well, you tell us. What was that like? Um, you know, if if you had a crush on someone <laughs> <laughs> and you finally get to talk to them or they actually get to talk to you, are that's you exactly how I felt. Yeah. 100%. But it was really funny because I couldn't really show that because they're like hey taz meet jackie jackie meet taz I was like, hey jackie what's going on but inside i was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's jackie <laughs> you know and with just like with a lot of the other stars you're just really tempted to throw out an expression and you fight every bone in you not to <laughs> mm-hmm. so you just try and play cool uh, did you succeed i did oh, i well did done. yeah well yeah done. i did for the most part. <laughs> so let me ask you, you, since you're an action star, I mean, do you place a lot of emphasis on a script? It has to be. It, there has to be an emphasis on the script, especially when there's action. Because action is really beautiful because it, it kind of surpasses the whole language barrier. So sometimes, you know, translation of the script, you, you, you lose something. It's, if it's from Chinese to English, it's a different kind of comedy, slapstick. Yeah. 
literally, it's like if you Google translate something, you're like, okay, well, that's not funny. But in the actual language, it would be. So lose, it, it get lost in context. Mm-hmm. With action, it, it becomes that it's free. Whatever you see, it could be funny, just physical. It's kind of like when you look at Mr. Bean or you look at Buster Keaton and you're like, you don't, they don't have to say anything. You don't have to speak English. You don't have to speak Japanese. You know, it's just physical comedy. As for the, the part when it comes to the actual action, you don't want it to be corny. There is a subplot. There's a reason why there's an action scene. You know, it's not just people firing guns or people just brawling in a bar. There has to be a part of, you know, just like the actual storyline. There's a storyline. Mm-hmm. Why is this confrontation, physical confrontation taking place? Mm. Um, so, yes, it's very, very important. Did competing at mm-hmm. such a high level in sports influence how you prepare physically for the roles? Uh, yes. It became a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, it became a lifestyle. Because I'm going to think that there's a whole lot of Italian football players that are, you know, maybe thinking they should, <laughs> after not making Maybe they should go back and train. Maybe they should go back oh, and train. Did I say that out loud? Yeah, like that too. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, they're rolling around on the ground going, oh, no. no. <laughs> so there we go. Why? Why? Yeah, no, no World Cup <laughs> for you. Um, so, Shadowhunters, is that is that continuing? Shadowhunters is, uh, you know, I had a relatively small but significant part. It was really fun. They called me up for... Um, there are no small roles, Tess. Well, there are no small roles, but smaller than what I would want. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> but every role is essential, right? Yeah. Uh, even with background performers. Without mm-hmm. it, the scene's not right. believable. So everyone's super valuable. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it's still going. They're, they're doing really well for themselves. Season two is wrapped um, in terms of airing. And then season three... Is coming out April 2018. And what else is in the works for you? Right now, we are looking at making the biggest Canadian Chinese co-production based on one of my short films. Oh, cool. Aha. Aha. Yes. And before we go, we should... And we're be- casting, ladies. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we have somebody for you. We have somebody for we you. We have somebody for we'll you, you, and afterwards. we want to have front row... <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah. Um, and congratulations on becoming the youngest recipient of the Icon Award at the Action on Film Awards in LA. Thank you. That's awesome. It was indeed. <laughs> it was. Well, we think you have a great career ahead of you. So thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. This is what she said. Stay with us. Do you remember when you first fell in love with reading? Well, you weren't really reading, were you? No, your passion for books began quite another way. It was listening, wasn't it? To a story. Yes, your love of reading really got started when you were being read to. Kobo introduces audiobooks for the free Kobo app with a beautifully designed, easy-to-use player, one home for all your audiobooks and ebooks. Book lovers can listen to their heart's content for as little as $12.99 per month with subscription, and with a 30-day free trial, you get your first audiobook free. Sign up now at Kobo.com. Boomer Nutrition Energy Protein Powder is the first protein supplement specifically designed for people over 40. Their research-based formula helps your body combat aging by maintaining lean muscle and slowing age-related muscle loss with added B vitamins for energy and leucine. Boomer Nutrition Protein Powder helps you increase metabolism and support a healthy lifestyle. Use code WSSRADIO at Amazon.ca to save 25%. Visit MyBoomerNutrition.com for details. Be ageless. Live your life with Boomer Nutrition. 
Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Center is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com slash TC or call 416-340-7270. Back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. Joining us now for On the Record, brought to you by Roar Records, is Eric Alper. And tonight we're talking about the old and the young. Take it away, Eric. If you listen to the radio, you might not know that some of your favorite artists not only have hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100, but have another part of music history attached to them. So let's take a look at some of the youngest and oldest musicians to hit the top of the charts. That's Louis Armstrong at age 62 years old in 279 days. Louis is the oldest artist ever to hit the Hot 100, hitting at number one. He set that record with that song Hello Dolly back on May the 9th, 1964. This 20th century produced no shortage of legendary musicians and vocalists, but Louis Armstrong is the only figure who really completely changed the way that people played their music on their instruments. He completely changed the way that people sang. He perfected the concept of the improvised solo, popularizing the use of scat singing, defining the concept of swing. Those are just some of the ways that Mr. Armstrong changed jazz and popular music in his lifetime, Louis Armstrong, the oldest person to hit the charts. Now, number one on the top 100. Do you believe in life love? I can feel something Cher, at age 52 years and 297 days, is the oldest female to top the Hot 100. She set the record with that song, Believe, on March the 13th, 1999. She also holds the record for the longest gap between number one hits on the Hot 100 for an artist. 24 years and 355 days. It took her almost 25 years to hit the top of the charts again. Her song, Believe, holds not only that record, but the first of the three weeks for number one for I Got You Babe was the song that she hit beforehand. So 25 years in waiting and Cher finally got to number one and became the oldest female artist to top the Hot 100. You may of course know that Michael Jackson's Thriller is the best-selling album of all time with an estimated sales total of 65 million copies worldwide, but Michael Jackson at 11 years and 155 days was also the youngest artist to top the Billboard Hot 100. He achieved the record as part of the Jackson 5 with I Want You Back on January 31st, 1970. He became the first artist in history to have a top 5 
a top 10 single in the Billboard Hot 100 in five consecutive decades as well. Stevie Wonder, at just 13 years of age and 89 days, he is the youngest solo artist to top the Hot 100. He set the record with Fingertips Part 2 on August the 10th, 1963. The edit point that begins Fingertips Part 2 and Fingertips Part 1 is when Stevie Wonder shouts, everybody say yeah. That's at the beginning of the song, initiating a call and response exchange with the audience. After singing a couple of verses, each followed by Stevie's brief harmonica playing, Stevie Wonder appears to bring things to a conclusion until the night of the recording. Stevie Wonder, as usual, began to leave the stage, as he does. There is a guy by the gnome of Winehead Willie who tells the crowd, give him a hand, give him a hand. So Stevie Wonder goes back and performs the rest of the song. They did the edit, and that's where Fingertips Part 2 got its name from. The great trivia about this, Winehead Willie, that's Bill Murray back in the day. I wish we could do all the good times over again, the good times. Fred Staubach, at 96 years of age and 23 days, is the oldest living artist to chart on the Billboard Hot 100, and he was featured on a song called Oh Sweet Lorraine, which ranked number 42 on September the 14th, 2013. Fred was a retired truck driver from Illinois who became a viral sensation as a songwriter, there was a documentary video about the making of this song called Oh Sweet Lorraine based on a text that Fred had wrote for his wife of 73 years. It became a viral video in September 2013 and the song based on his text subsequently became a song and entered into the Hot 100 as well as any international chart worth its salt. Fred unfortunately is not with us. and. On the video portion on YouTube, if you look for it, there's 86 people who downplayed this video, who gave it a thumbs down. All 86 of you should have your internet banned for life. No reason for that. And that are the oldest and the youngest artists ever to chart on the Hot 100 at number one. Thanks, Eric. On the Record is brought to you by Roar Records. Download Rise by Elise Saunders based on the heroic story of Olympian Pan Am medalist Jessica Phoenix. Well, it is easy to get so caught up in the vortex of work or running your business that you end up taking care of everything and everyone else but yourself. Joining us now is a certified fitness and nutrition coach and the founder of keepingitrealfit.com, which provides online fitness and nutrition coaching for busy women. Mimi Louie, welcome to What She Said. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, so tell us exactly what Keeping It Real Fit does and, and some of the fitness principles you teach. So Keeping It Real Fit provides nutrition and fitness coaching for busy women who are time-strapped uh, but want to get fit or they need some motivation to get started um, or they just need some guidance and support to, to start somewhere. 
they usually don't know where to go, how to start, what exercises to do, or what to eat. So why did you want to become a fitness and nutrition coach for these women? Well, it started at 35. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? It did. Uh, that's when my I really just felt my metabolism go down the drain. Right. Just slow down, almost like clockwork. Um, and from there, so I, I didn't feel good about the way I felt inside and how I looked outside. So wasn't happy with my reflection from the mirror. Uh, and I knew I could do better, meaning um, I knew I could eat better and I knew I could move better. But because I've worked in the corporate world my entire adult life, uh, and it was a very usually demanding corporate roles uh, in the marketing department. <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot of traveling involved and um, it was just busy work. So I didn't find the time to prioritize myself and put my fitness and my, my eating habits basically at number one priority, which is very important in order for us to be fit in both body and mind for personal and also for your, your work. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously, it was enough of a priority for you to want to do something about it. Yes. Uh, it's a priority for me, and I still don't do something about it. But anyway, you say you went from feeling meh to magnificent after yes. 40. Yes. So how did you do that? Because there are a zillion women out there who want the answer to that question. Uh, it comes down to priority. For me, it was just a turning point, and I think every, we all have that in us, whether it's a number or it's something that happens in your life where you're forced to make a change to your uh, eating habits and your health, taking care of your health. Um, and so 40 was that number for me, not only because of the number, but it was really how I felt inside. And food and fitness has always been my passion. Mm -hmm. What I would do outside of the uh, corporate hours, you know, I would tinker in the, in the kitchen, um, I would go to the gym, in quotes and quotes. <laughs> um, but, you know, if truth be told, sometimes at the gym, I don't really break a sweat. So I really had to change that around because it wasn't feeling good anymore. And I knew I could do better, like I keep saying. So I decided to just leave that corporate world, which was a big, scary decision mm -hmm. back in 2016. Yeah. And uh, start my own coaching company for busy women because I understood that struggle. I was able to surpass that because of certain things that I did over those few years, um, which is what I teach. Right. So, but, the, but the real crux here is you didn't, you know, you didn't adhere to the, you knew what good nutrition and working out was all about, but you didn't adhere to it. You didn't make it a priority. So what, how did you structure this company? What did you do? What does this company do that you think makes the difference in keeping women on, you know, on track? Right. So there are a few things that make keeping real fit different than um, just a fitness or just a nutrition mm -hmm. uh, company. So first of all, I provide both, which is very important. If you think of fitness and nutrition on a balance, you need to have both in order to get the best results. Um, <clears throat> sorry. And, okay. and uh, so that's one thing. That's a one big difference. So it's just not personal training and it's not just nutrition coaching. Um, second is I really believe... For a lot of women who have tried many different things, like they've gone down the gym route or they've tried every diet out there and all the fads, um, and the list goes on, really they need accountability. Mm -hmm. Somebody that is really what I call their wing woman uh, for the long term. And that's really, not to get into all the details, but that's really the, the, the crux of the programs I provide. Okay, so are your programs only tailored to women over 40? They're only tailored to women. 
mm-hmm. but not only over 40. Okay. I do specialize for over 40 because that's what I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I do have clients that are you know, under 40 as well. Well, you're based in Toronto, so you're, if someone wanted to hire you, could they be anywhere or where can mm-hmm. they find you? And that's another big difference with Keeping It Real Fit is it is an online training uh, company, which is really uh, getting more and more popular today because technology has made it so easy for anyone to access people like me with a few clicks or taps. Um, but so, And if you are in the Toronto region, there's a, an opportunity to meet in person as well. But yes, I can provide fitness nutrition uh, coaching as long as you have the internet. So where, where would they go to, to uh, find you? Keepingitrealfit.com. Keepingitrealfit.com. Co- dot com. Okay. Yes. Um, now, is there one thing that you can give tip that you can give to all the women listening out there about how to stick to things? It's just yes. making it the priority. Making it the priority is easier said than done. Mm-hmm. I think most of us know that. So my number one tip for anyone that wants to get started to make any change, particularly with your fitness, is just to pick one tiny goal. Do one tiny thing and and build from there because the psychology behind motivation is making it easy to start will get the momentum going. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you want to start eating better, just choose one meal out of one day of the week and add more veggies to the plate. It's a very low bar to set, but as soon as you can consistently achieve that bar, move on to the next tiny goal. Mm. And anything to like get us exercising when we're just too tired because that's what happens. Yes. Um, I have a philosophy that I coach, which is basically utilizing your current place and time. So mm-hmm. even right here in the studio, if we wanted to, after this interview, get up and do five jumping jacks. Just so wherever you are, take advantage of that space mm-hmm. and the time. Well, what I'm doing is turning on music when I'm cleaning my condo and I dance. <laughs> there you go. I don't dance well <laughs> and I don't sing well, but I get it done. Actually, dancing is very good because no, it I infuses know. joy into it all too, which is something that I talk a lot about. Yeah. Because many people yeah. think of mm-hmm. working out and they say it that way, yeah. but it's well, really a joyful thing. Well, this sounds great. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Well, thanks for having me. This is what she said, and we'll be right back after this short break. Everyone needs an edge to compete. At the Chang School of Continuing Education at Ryerson University, our courses and programs will equip you with skills that are in demand in today's workplace. Enroll now at the Chang School at Ryerson University, where ambition meets professionalism. Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Centre is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com tc or call 416-340-7270. And now, more women-positive news you can use. This is What She Said. What She Said said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio.
Welcome back. Joining us now is 23-year-old St. Catherine's-born author Landon Wakel, who has just published his first novel called Someplace Better Than Here. Welcome to What She Said. Well, hi. Thank you, What She Said. Thanks for having me. <laughs> now, this novel originally began as a series of chapters that you uploaded onto the website Wattpad, which I know nothing about, you'll have to tell me. And after a massive amount of positive feedback from eager online readers... Uh, you decided to give them a book? Yeah, give them the whole the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so Wattpad is essentially, as I describe it to people, like the YouTube for writers. So anyone can go on, make themselves an account, and upload a novel mm-hmm. or a story, whatever it may be. And this actually started off as a screenplay, this novel. So I sort of just used my screenplay as a skeleton to, you know, base the the writing off of. And then a colleague of mine said, hey, you should upload it on Wattpad. And like you, I had no clue what it was. And then I started getting amazing feedback from readers and it gave me the confidence to pursue this and publish it as a full-on full on book. Okay, so someplace better than here. It's yes. is described as a coming-of-age novel inspired by classic rock anthems and American teenage myths of love and teenage angst. So tell us about the story. All right. Well, the story is, like, as you said, that coming-of-age mm-hmm. new adult novel because the characters are just finished high school. And it's about a boy and a girl named Danny and Mary living in their small town of Gilmore Park, New Jersey. And sort of how they fall in love and while their love story grows, uh, the darkness of their town and their family's past sort of come up and haunt them. And it's up to them to ultimately decide how they're going to get out of that dysfunction and find, insert title, someplace better than here. So this all, I mean, the screenplay that you started with was inspired by Springsteen's Thunder Road. Yeah, it was. Um, I, you know, I grew up listening to Psychedelic Sunday and all the great 60s and 70s music that my parents would play. I was going to say, your parents, because you are only 23. I keep like, this is my music. It's not your your music. Yeah, safe to say I don't really get along with anyone when (laughs) when we're driving in the car, you know. Um, Yeah, so I I just love the imagery that he, that's Bruce built in that song. And it made me wonder, well, who is this girl, Mary, and what is her story? Mm -hmm. So I guess I just took my own experiences and what I pretended or imagined her story would be and made it my own and wrote it in this book. Um, your dedication reads, the story. this story is dedicated to those who had lived it. Why do you think so many people resonated with the first four chapters that you originally posted online? A very deep question. Um, I think it's something incredibly universal. Um, you know, that uh, longing for something better, whether you're actually looking to get out of a place into another one, an emotional place, a spiritual place. And uh, because the novel is really crammed with a lot of nostalgia. So I think it's a story that does appeal to all ages and all demographics. And because I wasn't, uh, I wasn't shy in how I wrote the characters. I want to give a very unflinching, realistic, look at what it means to be 17 years old, unsure of where you're going, unsure of where you've been, and what what that comes with. So did you draw from your personal experiences writing this? Um, dedicated to those who had lived it? Um, 
Yeah, a little bit. Um, it's just a lot of what I've, I observed just growing up where I did and the stories of people that I loved and the stories of my friends. And so I took bits of bits and pieces, you know, reworked it with some creativity and imagination. Well, it seems to me that you have found your place, unlike many people your age and many people younger than you. I mean, I remember being your age and younger than you, and I had no clue. And I felt very out of my skin. And I think that's sort of, did I want something better? Maybe I wanted something different. I didn't know what I wanted. But you seem to know. So where did that come from, that sure... That sureness. Jeez. I'm not even sure if there is a sureness. I mean, this is just the beginning. Um, I really don't have an answer for myself. It's just something that I've always been a passionate, driven person. And I guess it was really passion that took me to this place. And I'll see from here. So what... What else do you do with your with your life? Is writing? Are you devoting all your time to writing? Uh, so far, yeah, it's just so far writing this book and then getting out there, promoting it, and talking mm-hmm. about it, and talking about um, you know the characters and what they've gone through, and sharing it with the world. Now that you've written the book, mm-hmm. are there other things that are sort of simmering under the surface that you would like to explore? Um, yeah, the things I'd really like to explore. I guess so far are the themes presented in this novel. Um, I guess a big thing with this book right now and what's going on is that I want to talk about my protagonist, Mary. The novel switches between both Danny and Mary. Mm -hmm. And Mary is a young woman who experiences a lot of, um, unfortunately, the struggles that a lot of young girls, which is very, which is made evident in the media today do, do deal with. And it does, uh, gloss on some, you know, um, domestic um, abuse lightly, and just um, what 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 goes on with with those young girls. And I wanted to write a story where I wrote a strong female character, and at times she may be vulgar or a little tough or incredibly opinionated, but I wanted to really share something that both men and women could read, but particularly girls of the demographic and say, and they can, maybe it can remind them or teach them that, no, you can be strong. And as great as this love may be that you discovered, if it's not healthy for you, you have to say no. And who, who are the strong female role models in your life? That's a great question. Um, I'd have to say the women that I grew up with, my grandmother, my mother, my aunts, um, all incredibly strong, smart, independent women, and a lot of my friends as well. A lot of the people, a lot of the, you know, the characters that, you know, found their way into this uh, were the strong, strong role models. It's interesting because, I mean, you you have said that the, the novel is influenced musically by lyricists, as we talked about, Bruce Springsteen, also Bob Dylan and Cat Stevens. Yes. Um has he gone back to Cat Stevens now? I'm not too sure. Yeah. <laughs> he says yeah. Cat, well, well, whatever he is, we know him most as Cat Stevens. So why was music such a significant inspiration for you? I believe music was such uh, you know, a significant inspiration is because there's such a power in sound. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can get all detailed about it, but essentially, you know, music has that way of moving us. So the way I, because I always, you know, formulated it in my mind is that we all hear major and minor chords the same way. So it sort of mm-hmm. speaks that we all feel joy and sadness the same way. 
So when you couple that with, you know, brilliant poetry, which I'll, you know, I call my favorite lyrics, um, it really can move you and take you to a place where, and that's where I went when I would write, I'd listen to mm-hmm. these great songs and these lyrics and it would, um, you know, transform the space I was in. I'm, I'm just interested because lyrics are my, I mean, I love the music, but lyrics are what's important to yes. me in a song. And I miss that in songs these oh, days. Absolutely. You're oh, 23. Yeah. Do you agree with Oh, me? 110%. I mean, you listen to the radio nowadays, and I mean, I can't even, I don't feel, you know, right saying on air what the songs are mm-hmm. mostly composed of. And these are stories. They they came, they were birthed of a mm-hmm. of a gritty place, of a hardworking place. And I think those artists back then worked with integrity. And it wasn't all about just how popular or how many, you know, mm-hmm. uh, drugs you could take listening to music. Mm-hmm. And people turn to music, I think, for deeper reasons than they do now, or at least for radio music. It's not fair to say to have the indie market. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So the first four chapters of the novel are still available for free on Wattpad. Yes, they are. But where can people pick up a copy of Someplace Better Than Here if they want to read it all, which they should? I think so, too. They can read <laughs> it all on, they can purchase it on the Friesen Press, who is the publisher, the Friesen okay. Press bookstore. Uh, Friesen spelled? Friesen, F-R-I-E-S-E-N. Okay. Press bookstore, and that sh- you know, should be the top result in Google. Yeah. And then also it's available on iTunes. So for any you know iTunes Apple device, you can download it and read it there. And eventually it'll be up on Amazon and pretty well any platform where you can find and read books. Um, I, 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 think, I think we should be talking movie. Movie? Movie about the book. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, like any eager producers, directors, <laughs> you know, investors out there want to give me a call, you know, just send me a DM on Instagram. Because goodness yeah. knows, I, I'm sure, you know, Bruce Springsteen is a great, great guy. He probably, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I met the boss twice. Yeah. 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 And? Uh, first time I was going probably a little crazy at one of his shows in Rochester. I was 18 years old and it was still a screenplay back then. And afterwards, like traffic was just terrible. I was with my dad. We're like, yeah, let's just go to like the Hyatt and, you know, get a drink or something to eat. And then we're at the Hyatt bar and we see John Lando and Max Weinberg. I'm like, oh, wow, like the band's here. This is this is kind of cool. And then my dad's like, hey, Land, like, you know, don't don't look yet. But, but there's <laughs> Bruce coming towards you. And he just came up and said, oh, how did you enjoy the show? And. I'm nervous and I'm like, oh, Mr. Springsteen, um, you know, I just want to thank you for your I, your poetry. Um, I wrote a screenplay inspired from Thunder Road. So he just put his hands on my shoulders and said, you know, keep keep at it. Like, good for you. That's great. And then the second time um, they're doing soundcheck for their river tour two years ago. Uh-huh. And I sort of like snuck my way into the soundcheck <laughs> and uh Kind of spoke to him again there. So I'm hoping third time's a charm and I can, you know, hold Give up this book. book and say, yeah, hey, absolutely. yo, Bruce, you know. We wish you all the best. Yeah, well, thank you. This is what she said. Stay with us. Do you remember when you first fell in love with reading? Well, you weren't really reading, were you? No, your passion for books began quite another way. It was listening, wasn't it? a story. Yes, your love of reading really got started when you were being read to. Kobo introduces audiobooks for the free Kobo app with a beautifully designed, easy to use player, one home for all your audiobooks and ebooks. Book lovers can listen to their heart's content for as little as $12.99 per month with subscription, and with a 30 day free trial, you get your first audiobook free. Sign up now at Kobo.com. 
Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Center is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com slash TC or call 416-340-7270. What She Said is more than a radio show. Connect with us online at whatshesaidtalk.com where you can watch full interviews and quick cuts if you're in a rush, enter big giveaways, read articles from our guest experts, and so much more. Join the conversation on social media at What She Said Talk. And don't forget, if you miss a show, you can catch up on our free Apple podcast. Subscribe and new episodes will automatically download to your device like magic. And now, more women-positive news you can use. This is What She Said. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. Till your wings got torn out the sky Look so far away from the ground below What you are listening to is Fearless by Toronto pop artist Rovina. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you so much for having me. Now, you were born in Sri Lanka and immigrated to Canada at a young age, and your musical breakthrough happened after you reluctantly posted a video singing At Last on YouTube. So tell us how you got started. (laughs) I know it's such a, a weird, a weird uh, coincidence or story, but uh, yeah, I was performing at the CNE, and um, a friend of mine had recorded the entire performance. And this is when YouTube had just started out. Mm-hmm. Started out in two thousand seven. This mm-hmm. is around two thousand nine, and uh, she sent me the file, and um, she said you should post it on YouTube. And I thought YouTube, like who's gonna watch this? And so. I reluctantly posted it, and um, I guess it caught some traction, and it caught the eyes of the producers at City TV, and uh, they contacted me through YouTube and said, we'd love for you to come sing this live, and I thought it was a joke. Um, So it wasn't, and I went in, and I performed it live, and then audience members were calling into the station asking who I was, and I didn't have a website, social media. I mean, this is 2009, so things were just kind of getting started. Instagram, I don't think, was even out Mm -hmm. yet. And uh, it just blew up and sort of thus began my music career. So tell us a little bit about your music and writing style. So my music is uh, powerful pop ballads. Um, The style, I would say, really tugs at the heartstrings. I love singing um, emotional, emotional songs and songs that talk about things in life that we experience and sometimes are hard to communicate with others. Um, and I find my biggest audience, both men and women, are strong are, are women usually. Um, and I think it's because they can really connect with the with the emotion behind the music and maybe my vocals. I've been told that I have a a cry voice, which is um, mm. this this note or this this thing I hit when I sing that kind of makes people urge. Well, Rovina, tell tell us where people can connect with you online and where they can find your, yes, your music. You got, yes, absolutely. Ravina.ca or Ravina Music on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook. And, and it's R O V 
double E N A. That's correct. Okay, yes. well, that's great. Now, that is it for what she said for tonight. Please be sure to follow us on social media at what she said talk. But now, do not touch that dial because singing us out live, here is Rovina performing fearless.
what happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.